it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Welcome to this week's edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast. Whether you're supporting us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or iTunes, anywhere else that you get your podcast, it's greatly appreciated. And we'd love for your feedback anytime you listen to us. And you can send it to us through our Facebook page or over on Twitter. I can even be emailed at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. We're fully interactive. Our page has a celebration of everybody's birthday as a superstar of the day. We attend live events throughout Ontario, and we post all the news whenever it comes up live and keep everybody interactive. On this week's episode, I'm going to look at all the events that happened at last weekend's Smash Wrestling event here in London called Louder Now. Then we're also going to look at the upcoming events throughout Ontario, WWE news leading into WrestleMania weekend, and much more. I'll be right back after these short messages. This show to all the fans of the Buffalo Brothers, Daniel Garcia, Puff, Kevin Blackwood, and the remix Kevin Bennett. As you all know, in early January, they were on their way home from an FLQ show in Quebec, and just before they got home, they hit some ice on a bridge and spun out, causing a horrific car crash. Thankfully, we've already seen the likes of Puff and Kevin Bennett make their way back to the wrestling ring. We're still waiting on Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia to do so as well. However, it's a longer road for them to recover, and expenses are piling up. Initially, there were some GoFundMe pages created for them, and a lot of fans donated, and it is greatly appreciated. However, since then, not much has been said, but for the month of March, we're going to continue giving back to the Buffalo Brothers with our draw for the autographed t-shirt, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast logo that was signed by the ladies of the Canusa Classic in October when they were here for Comic-Con, plus... For the month of March, I'm throwing in another offer that if you buy a Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt, whether it's our original logo or our podcast shirt from Twisted Tees, I will be donating my profit from that 
also to the Buffalo Brothers Recovery Fund. So all month of March, you can give back to these guys and help them get back on their feet and back into the wrestling ring. Tickets for the draw are 3 for $5 or 10 for 10 I accept e-transfers for your payment for tickets and will be doing the draw just before the WWE Hall of Fame on April 6th. And for t-shirts, they're just $25 and you can order them either directly through Twisted Tees or through me and we'll get them ordered in time for April. Help support the Buffalo Brothers as they recover and return to the ring. It's coming. The All Night Freighter from Shockstock, happening April 26th to the 28th at the Ramada in London, right here in London, Ontario. If you're not here in London and you have to be in Montreal, Ottawa, or Toronto, you can get on board the bus. Get your tickets now for Shockstock 2019 Horror Bus. It departs Montreal with stops in Ottawa and Toronto. Limited seats are available and the last rooms will be released as well. Get yours today. Plus, don't forget, photo ops are also available now. Get a professional photo with one of their celebrities including an in-costume photo with David Howard Thornton as the Art of Clown and Terrifier director Damien Lorne. The only way to get a pic with Art in full costume is with one of these photo ops. Other guests scheduled to appear are the one and only Tim Capello making his way to Shockstock. You'll see Beelzebub, Matt Putrid Carr, plus many more guests. It's Canada's original and best horror weekend, Shockstock. The All Night Freighter, happening April 26th to the 28th at the Ramada in London. Go to purchase.growticks.com for more information and buy your tickets. You hear the rumble in here? The rumble is the sound of progression and fundamentals are being made at the Wrestling Factory. This is Tyson Dukes. And you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast, y'all. Hello, Ray. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Let's take a look at what happened last Sunday at Lund Music Hall with Smash Wrestling presenting Louder Now. In the opening contest, we saw Tyson Duke's Wrestling Factory students go at each other in a tag team match. On one side, there was Singh Bassey and the Pharaoh taking on Josh Pine, and Jim Strider. The team of Pine and Strider took the victory after Strider hit Bassey with a spear. Then the main show opened with Dustin and James Key getting into the ring. James welcomed everybody and mentioned that, unfortunately, due to some injuries, that the card had to change a bit. Last weekend, the team of TDT were injured in a non-Smash Wrestling event and unfortunately missed Tell All Your Friends, and including Louder Now. With that, they did mention that the card was going to have to be shuffled around a bit, and we would see what would happen as the evening unfolded. The first match out was then Carter Mason taking on John Greed. John Greed was accompanied by 
the rest of Disgraceland, Holden Albright, and Logan. Unfortunately for Carter Mason, size and the numbers game got the best of him, and Carter Mason took the loss to John Greed. After the match, Greed got a microphone and introduced everybody to his new friends of Disgraceland and said that regardless of what happens outside those ropes, in between those ropes, it's not Smash Wrestling Ring, it is Disgraceland, and everybody will have to face them to advance. Up next was a match that was not scheduled to be on the card, but as James said, things got shuffled around and some holes needed to be filled, and we end up seeing two people who are making their Smash Wrestling debut, Roscoe and Kevin Burrow, and this match went back and forth. Roscoe tossed Kevin from one side of the ring to the other, and he got a lot of distance for sure on that, and fans were chanting one more time because they just want to see this guy get tossed around. And unfortunately, Roscoe's arrogance got the best of him, and he took the pinfall over the smaller competitor. Our next match of the night had another change uh, to it, as Jody Thread happened to have just recently hurt her hand and could not make it to this event. The expected four-way match for the women turned into just a triple threat match, featuring Violet Lee, who had muscle in her corner, along with Shiloh and Nova. And all three ladies went at each other. They're all graduates or students currently at Tyson Duke's Wrestle Factory. And with a little bit of interference from the muscle, Violet Lee got the victory over Shiloh. After the match, Muscle praised Violet Lee for all her progression and how well she's doing since they got together and even got a box out from under the ring and she opened it up and it was a next size chain up from her paperclip chain. So with every victory, she's earning more respect and getting a bigger chain. Eventually, she might end up having one as big as Muscle's. The remix Kevin Bennett came out next along with Halal Beefcake, and he was set to face off against Speedball Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey tried to shake Joe Coleman's hand and refused, but eventually he did uh, do that, and somehow Coleman's glasses flew off and they broke, and then Idris ended up shaking his hand and had problems with his glasses, and they just wanted to protest and get Bailey disqualified, but obviously that didn't happen over just a handshake. When the match did begin, this match we went all out. People were amazed at all the moves that Bailey was able to do and how Kevin Bennett and Bailey worked well together. Bailey ended up picking up the victory. There was a standing ovation, people wanting him to come back. James Key said that Mike Bailey will be back in London the next time they come through our town on May 26th. After the intermission, we ended up seeing The Butcher and the Blade, Andy Williams and Pepper Parks, taking on Psycho Mike Rollins and Mike Rollins's conscience. And no, I did not misspeak there. That was essentially a tag team match, but not a tag team match, more of a handicap match. But Mike Rollins came out and did his entrance, and then they played the music again. 
Mike disappeared, came out again, this time wearing a toque, and it was Psycho Mike's conscience that got introduced. And so they did the whole entrance, followed by the Butcher and Blade, and then a brawl broke out, and everything was trying to happen. There was a attempted pinfall, but Matt wouldn't make the count because it wasn't the legal guy from uh, either Psycho Mike or The Conscience being in there. And so they had to figure it out. There was some arguing going on uh, with Butcher and Blade and the referee trying to figure out how this is happening. And they got the better of Mike Rollins for a while. And eventually Mike made the tag because The Conscience said, I'm in the corner and waiting for you. He made the tag and The Conscience fired up. He was coming in and yeah, just go, taking out the Butcher and the Blade. There was switching back and forth. There was some arguing between Mike and his conscience about using a chair or not using a chair. When it all came down to the end, they attempted to pin Mike Rollins, but Mike wasn't the legal guy, so Andy Williams put the hat on Mike Rollins, and that turned into the conscience. So the referee made the pinfall. The Butcher and Blade ended up winning, and they left. Afterwards, the conscience spoke up to Mike, wondered if this wrestling thing was worthwhile to him and that he might need to go home. But he was just like, ah, now sort of almost an early April Fool's joke uh, since it was March 31st and said, instead, Mike's going to Japan. So Mike Rollins is departing for a little while, not too long because he's coming back on March 28th here to London, but for at least the month of March, he's got nine shows in Japan with TDT, TDT Wrestling. And a lot of fans were so happy for him. Well, everybody, should I say, was happy for him. He got a standing ovation as he left. And, yeah, it's really awesome that Mike is able to have this opportunity to be one of the rare foreigners to make their way to Japan. Even if it's just for nine matches, he's in an elite group. Then another changed match from the originally scheduled card that we had included a change to the tag team title match as it now became a triple threat match for the tag titles, which triple threat tag team matches are becoming a signature of Smash Wrestling lately, whether it's in Toronto or here in London, even Kitchener. They're going all out with these triple threat tag team matches and... They're amazing to watch. In this case, it was Halal Beefcake defending the titles against Factory Students, Alec Realm, and Jordan James, and also the team of the Renegades, Jason Kincaid and Facade. Of course, with triple threat matches that happened here in Smash, the action was all over the place. People in and out, flying up, down, um... Wow, it just was nonstop, total watching, everything flying around. At one point, the Renegades had Alec Realm in a tree of woe, and both did coast-to-coast coast on him, and unfortunately, it ended up tearing up Alec Realm's uh, lip. So he did make it through the rest of the battle, which Halal Beefcake did win and retain their titles, but Alec had to go to the hospital to get some stitches 
and get all fixed up uh, so that he could return to the ring later on. Um, and he was at the factory this past week. Then it came down to the main event. Anthony Kingdom James was in the building, but he did not accompany Sebastian Suave to the ring. We were kind of questioning where that was happening because Kingdom had knocked down Suave just the week before in Toronto and wondered where his allegiance was, but Suave was right there by his pillars, brother's sides, and the four of them came out for this war against Killscreen. Killscreen had a few different members as Shane Sabre and Anthony Gaines were not there. Anthony Gaines had apparently hurt himself and Sabre was booked somewhere else. So it was Mark Wheeler along with Scotty O'Shea, one of their newest members, factory student Chris Mitchells, along with a masked member. When they warned the fans that this was going to be a war, they were not lying. This match went all over the place, around the ring, inside the ring, people flying all over the place. Eventually, it came down to the members of Killscreen surrounding Brent Banks, but Brent was able to make his way up and defend himself before the rest of the pillars recovered and helped him out. At that point, it was... Scotty O'Shea stuck in the middle of the ring with the four pillars surrounding him about to attack. And just when it seemed like things were bleak and everything was over for O'Shea, he ended up raising his hand and yelled, kill screen. And all of a sudden the ring just filled up with people who are followers of Scotty O'Shea and kill screen more than we ever knew that there was, and they just totally destroyed the Pillars, and they ended up pinning Brent Banks to get the victory. The Pillars ended up leaving, and at the end of the night, we're left seeing a whole big swarm of members of Killscreen raising their hand along with Scotty O'Shea, and that's how the night ended, with Killscreen being amazingly strong and they were able to take out the pillars. I hope those who attended the show really enjoyed it. I hope that people who follow us on our Facebook page were able to tune in and see our video blog just before the show, along with Chris Maloney from The Sharpshooter. We did uh, some preview and predictions to hype up the show. Unfortunately, because of injuries, a lot of what we talked about didn't come to fruition, but... It's definitely worth a look back and to see what's going on. And if you weren't there, go out of your way to check it out on Fight Network or even when it becomes available on demand through Smash Wrestling website. This match, this card in general, was really, really good, and you don't want to end up missing it. Before we look at the upcoming calendar and schedule for Smash Wrestling, be sure to tune in daily it appears for the next few more days at 6 p.m as smash wrestling has been introducing the next member of the northern tournament to fill out the 16 positions for their june 1st and 2nd card they've been posting on twitter and on their facebook pages up next though is the joint card between barry wrestling and smash wrestling 
the Mariposa Mayhem happening April 20th in Aurelia, Ontario. Wrestling will be bringing their TV production to Aurelia with the bright lights, the cameras, the miles and miles of cable, and everything else that brings Smash Wrestling to the Fight Network every time they appear weekly. So far, this is what's been announced for the card. Joey Threat is laying out an open challenge following a series of strong victories, including besting Veda Scott recently in Toronto. The question becomes, who will step up to the plate against one of Smash Wrestling's and Barry Wrestling's most popular stars? Chris Logan came out of nowhere to attack Carter Mason recently in Toronto, and it was revealed that he's part of John Greed's Disgraceland. They'll be taking on Fight or Flight. Puff had an exceptional 2018, but if you ask the muscle, he'll tell you that 2019 is going to be his year. It's been a rocky start so far, but with Violet Lee by his side, the confidence is running at an all-time high. Mariposa Mayhem, you're going to see Puff taking on the muscle with Violet Lee in his corner. Threat action is coming to Aurelia as well, as Killscreen's Mark Wheeler takes on the debuting John Atlas and Russell Factory standout Jim Strider. They might have teamed together this past Sunday to challenge for the tag team titles, but in Aurelia, Russell Factory Showcase plans to have Jordan James taking on Alec Realm. Sebastian Suave will face off against Brent Banks, and the packed music hall last Sunday saw the Pillars work together against Killscreen, but what they didn't see was the other side of the curtain where tempers were flared and the cracks began to show. Will the group survive as a unit after Aurelia when Tarek defends his championship against fellow pillar Tyson Dukes? That's the Mariposa Mayhem, presented by Smash Wrestling and Barry Wrestling, April 20th from the St. Paul Center in Aurelia. Singles match, but I, you're not gonna fight each other. You're, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. 
And just like that, it is true. On Saturday, April 27th, just a little dramatic, at the Franklin Horror Community Center, Smash Wrestling returns with more tapings for the Fight Network. And it's going to be a ladder match between the tag team champions with a huge can of protein powder as the prize. Plus, Kevin Bennett demanded James Key give him a title shot against Tarek as he already has a pinfall victory over Tarek and was supposed to get a championship match before the car accident happened at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, James said that Tarek is already involved in a championship match against Japanese sensation Shinhiro Iri. Well, Bennett said that's okay. He wants his match. If he has to go in a triple threat, he will. So now it'll be Erie, Tarek, and Bennett for the Smash Wrestling Championship at Just a Little Dramatic on April 27th. More matches will be announced. And as you also heard, James Key mentioned that there's going to be a tag team tournament to determine the new number one contenders for Halal Beefcake. Then on May 26th, Smash Wrestling returns to the London Music Hall for Get Your Fight On. Matches have yet to be announced, but we do know that former Cruiserweight champion and the first winner of the Cruiserweight Classic, TJP, TJ Perkins, will be making his first appearance here in London as part of this card. We also know that Speedball Mike Bailey will be brought back for another match as he had an outstanding match just this past Sunday against Kevin Bennett. And it also marks the return of Mike Rollins from his tour of Japan. The match lineup will be released in the coming weeks. 
As mentioned earlier, June 1st and 2nd, Smash Wrestling returns to the Franklin Horror Community Center in Toronto for the Northern Tournament. Last year was two shows in one day. This time it's going to be two shows back-to-back on the Saturday and Sunday, June 1st and 2nd. Over the last few days, Alan Taylor has been releasing names of the 16 entrants who will be competing this year in the Northern. Since last Friday, he's added the Ultimo Dragon, Josh Briggs, Tyson Dukes, Mike Bailey, Matt Cross, and John Greed. More names will be released over the next week and a half as there's still 10 more people to enter this year's tournament. And finally, wrapping up this week's Smash Wrestling calendar, it's July 21st. Smash Wrestling returns to the Tannery Event Center in Kitchener, Ontario for New Kids on the Block. The last time Smash Wrestling was in Kitchener, the tickets were sold out, so you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to get your tickets. So buy early, and tickets for all these events can be found at smash-wrestling.com. More information can be found as they post on Twitter, on Facebook, or right here during this podcast every week, where we cover Smash Wrestling first, followed by everybody else. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road here in London. Here are a few results that happened this past weekend all around Ontario. I'd like to thank Chris Jones for sending in results from Bordertown Wrestling on March 30th from Fort Erie. Carter Mason took on Lionel Knight and Mark Wheeler in a three-way for the Adrenaline Division number one contender. Even though Wheeler ripped the crotch out of his tights, he stole the match and got the victory with a roll-up. All ego Ethan Page took on hacker Scotty O'Shea. Hacker commented after a 20-second suplex that he thought he pooped himself. It was a sloppy small package after a kick to the crotch with the referee distracted and Hacker picked up the victory. Page whined for a rematch. El Reverso made his debut at Border Town Wrestling and took on superstar of David 
Tomer Shalom. Shalom ended up losing, and Fight or Flight went to war against each other for the Adrenaline Division Championship, with Von Vertigo dropping the title to his tag team partner, Gabriel Ferreza, in no DQ match. Ferreza won with a Muda spray to the face. Jim Strider took on Tarek. Tarek won due to disqualification when the rest of the factory ended up interfering and attacking Tarek. Tyler Turva won a 2 3 falls match over Phil Atlas. The factory, featuring Jordan James and Alec Realm, took on the team of the Pillars, Brent Banks and Sebastian Suave. The Pillars won after Banks hit a flying elbow off the top rope and Suave hit a vicious clothesline. Congo Kong took on Tyson Dukes for the championship. The referee got knocked out in the corner by Kong, and Dukes put Kong in the Boston Crab. A second referee came out and awarded Dukes the victory. However, the first referee got up and said that there was no tap out, and the factory then made their presence known again and attacked both Kong and their teacher, Tyson Dukes, and caused Dukes to lose. Kong retained the championship, and that was how the main event ended. Chris said it was a decent independent wrestling show with the usual annoying family, snacks made by people who know nothing about food preparation, but the bathrooms were great. I'm assuming Chris will make his trip back to Watertown Wrestling in the near future to take in other shows. So once again, thank you, Chris, for providing this feedback and results. The Ontario Wrestling Events Calendar is presented by Stogie Mania Wrestling Podcasts. It's the trifecta. Great cigars, great company, great wrestling. That's what they do. Go their video blogs on Facebook or their podcast available on Spotify. Hey, I'm Alec Realm, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Let's take a look at all the upcoming events throughout Ontario over the next few weekends. On April 5th, PWA is back in Guelph at the Red Chevron Club. April 6th, PWA Wrestling is in Kitchener at the Alpine Club. On April 12th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Sarnia at the River City Vineyard featuring Tommy Dreamer, Michael Elgin, Josh Alexander, Channing Decker, Kobe Durst, and Aiden Prince. April 13th, Barry Wrestling presents Nothing Else Matters, featuring Puff, Hacker Scotty O'Shea, Josh Alexander, The Pillars, John Greed, and Holden Albright. Also on April 13th, Millennial Wrestling Organization presents the second annual Triple M Cup in Welland, Ontario. This will feature The Temple, The Heartbreakers, Rip Impact, Pretty Ricky, and Beautiful Bia, plus many more. On April 14th, New School Wrestling presents Over the Top in Hamilton, featuring Locked and Loaded, Fight or Flight, Dylan Daniels, Brett Michael David, Scotty O'Shea, and more. Also on April 14th, Alpha One Wrestling. Here we go again at the Knights of Columbus in Hamilton, featuring Brian Cage, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, 
MJF, Space Pirates, Kobe Durst, and Joey Ryan. On April 18th, Luchapalooza Nightfall at the Opera House in Toronto, featuring Solo Darling, Lionel Knight, Carter Mason, Jesse Mack, Von Vertigo, Warhead, Jody Threat, and Joey Ryan. On April 20th, Smash Wrestling and Barry Wrestling present Mariposa Mayhem in Aurelia, featuring the Pillars, Alec Realm, Jordan James, Mark Wheeler, John Atlas, Jim Strider, Puff, Muscle, Fighter Flight, John Greed, Logan, and Jody Threat. Also on April 20th, Seaway Valley Wrestling presents High Impact in Cornwall, featuring Brian Cage, Carter Mason, and the Super Smash Brothers. Also on April 20th, Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy presents Fire Out Man in Kitchener, featuring Pretty Ricky, Lionel Knight, Justin Sane, Holden Albright, Michael Elgin, and Scotty O'Shea. And wrapping up this week's calendar, April 21st, Championship Wrestling from Ontario, Up in Smoke, at the Rock Pile in Toronto. It'll feature Pretty Ricky, Jules Malone, The Cadet, Logan Savage, and Mark Wheeler. Tickets for all these events can be found at their individual web pages. This week's calendar is brought to you by Stogie Mania Wrestling Podcast. Join James Weber and his friends as they discuss wrestling and also attend various wrestling shows throughout Ontario. James loves to post pictures and results and even share them with us here on Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, but you can catch his own podcast at Stogie Mania Wrestling Podcast. Talking about Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part Two, the second wave is getting ready to go, along with thousands of the friends of Jericho and me sailing across the ocean to have the best vacation of a lifetime. I want to tell you right now, the hottest wrestling promotion in the world today, All Elite Wrestling, will be there. That's right, some of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world, some of the funniest comedians on the planet. Paranormal experiences, well, you'll be wondering, is this really happening? Well, the answer is yes. It is really happening, and so is Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part Two, Second Wave. Sign up for all the info for this all elite vacation now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. I want you on board Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea so we can all sail away, man. We'll see you there. Oh, yeah. It's a path to the Following the news that the former hottest free agent in pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, is joining AEW, London Comic Con can finally announced that the best boat machine is making his way to Southwestern Ontario for London Comic Con 2019 this October. Omega will be available to meet fans, sign autographs, and host a special VIP video game tournament. More details and announcements are coming soon. Check out London Comic Con for more details. I'm Joshua Pine, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Checking out the latest news this past week in wrestling, we want to send our condolences out to Terry Funk, whose wife Vicky 
had passed away this week. Ted DiBiase posted on Twitter that my heart is broken and goes out to my good friend and mentor, Terry Funk. Terry's wife, Vicky, passed away yesterday evening. Terry and Vicky were like second parents to me. There aren't words to express how much they both have meant to me. Rest in peace. Wrestling fans will recognize Vicky from the Beyond the Mat documentary that happened in 1997, and she was... uh, Part of that lead up to one of Terry Funk's multiple retirements at that time. And it was also featured their daughter's wedding. So our condolences once again to Terry Funk on the loss of his wife, Vicky. Last Friday, Hacksaw Jim Duggan had a heart procedure done in South Carolina. It was only a day procedure. He stayed there overnight, but was released on Saturday He went home, he's healing well, and he said he won't be missing any future bookings of his talking tour that he's doing, much like Jake Snake Roberts does. It was reported that Jim Ross has signed a three-year deal to be executive as part of AEW. On this week's edition of Road to Double or Nothing, All Elite Wrestling announced that WD Hall of Famer Jim Ross has signed a three-year deal with the new promotion. He'll be a senior advisor to the company, and they also announced that they are having Excalibur, Alex Marvez, Alicia Tout, and Justin Roberts as on-air staff for AEW, and they'll all be part of the broadcast for Double or Nothing in May on the 25th from Las Vegas. Impact Wrestling announced also this week that Rob Van Dam is going to be with them beyond the United We Stand event and will be at the next tapings in Toronto. It seems that he has an open-ended deal that it's more of a pay-per-performance, but he'll be around longer than just the United We Stand card that's happening in New Jersey. Dave Meltzer over at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is saying that the ankle injury that was reported on SmackDown and took him out of the match against Andrade is a legit injury, but he is due to be healthy enough to take on Samoa Joe this Sunday at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. While not officially announced yet, there was a backstage segment filmed at Raw involving Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder somewhat challenging the revival for the tag team titles to happen at WrestleMania. This probably will end up happening as they're supposed to defend their titles and with the streak on the line of the losing streak, should I say, on the line of Kurt Hawkins. It is New Jersey where both Hawkins and Ryder come from. We already saw the last time that they were there that Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental title in the ladder match. Dropped it the next night to The Miz. But there's a chance that if this match happens, we're going to see another replay of that. Except for we're ending the losing streak. And the Major Brothers, the best friends, Ryder and Hawkins, are going to have the Raw Tag Team titles in their possession. As this is WrestleMania weekend, at Access, they're going to do some special Worlds Collide shows and record them probably for the network, much like they did 
at the Royal Rumble where they had that tournament to determine a number one contender for whatever title they wanted. On Thursday night, it's NXT versus NXT alumni. And some of the matches going to be recorded are Roderick Strong against Tyler Breeze, Dominic Dojkovic versus Harper, Sanity against Undisputed Era, and Cash Zono against Aiden English. On Friday, it's the Cruiserweights colliding from 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK. Matches that are going to appear are Tyler Bate against Brian Kendrick, Akira Tozawa taking on Jordan Devlin, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews taking on Arya Davari and Mike Kanellis, plus Albert Hardy Jr. versus Grandma Leak and Legro in a triple threat match. Then on Saturday, all three sessions of Access will feature NXT UK tapings. On Sunday at Access, there will be two over-the-top Battle Royals, one for the men and one for the women. And finally, Access wraps up on Monday with a session before the biggest Raw of the year, and this will have the women colliding. Women from all four brands, NXT, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown, will collide with matches including Eero Shirai versus Sonya Deville, Tony Storm taking on Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair in triple threat match, Piper Nevin takes on Zelina Vega, and Candice LeRae faces Kaylee Ray and more. So that's Worlds Collide happening involving all the superstars who are not on the main card, and they'll be having their own special Worlds Collide presentations on the W Network over the next couple of weeks. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October of 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learn all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra-large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. And that concludes another episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for joining me on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or even Google Play. You can always send me feedback on our Facebook page where we celebrate the superstar of the day, and you can email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. I'd love to have you be a part of the show, whether it's by voice, or by text. If you happen to attend a local independent wrestling show anywhere in Ontario, especially if I'm not there to cover it myself, I would love to hear the results and feature you and give you full credit for it 
on our future podcasts. Support independent wrestling, support any wrestling for that matter, because it's obviously what we all love. I hope everybody enjoys WrestleMania weekend, and I'll be back in two weeks' time because I'm taking off to the Caribbean for a long overdue vacation. I'm not going to see WrestleMania as everybody else will, so please feel free to let me know what's going on. If I get some Wi-Fi while I'm away, I will see your messages. I'll include it in our review when I get back. In the meantime, I will have a show up as it's nearing our one-year anniversary, and I'm going to feature the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory with original interviews that happened over the last year, plus two new interviews that are happening with Singh Bassey and Nova. Plus, tomorrow morning, you can catch myself, Gordon, and Chris Maloney as we look forward to what's going to happen at NXT TakeOver, the Hall of Fame, and WrestleMania with our predictions. So that's tomorrow morning, Friday. A very special WrestleMania weekend prediction show. Thank you again, and be sure to find a new episode when I get back from my vacation. Until then, take care.